I, you know what I sounded like? I sounded like the Solid guy. Solid <laughs> Yeah, right? Well, I can't, I can't just be like, hello! Hello, and welcome to Potantic Hand Wavia. The podcast I mean, that is, is how we start it. every episode. I know, but my voice was just real nasally, like I sounded like the uh, the guy from the Jackbox games. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I guess I can I can restart. Nope, cold start. You did cold, it. That's that's <laughs> what we're gonna do. Well, we gotta explain it. It's it's the podcast that tries to explain fictional worlds using science. I'm Simon. And I'm Jeff, and this is called Pedantic and Wavium. And this is called Pedantic and Wavium. I don't remember what I actually got through when I was trying to figure out my own voice. So, uh, Jeff. Simon. Have you been taking care of your T-zone? Because Probably I, not. I mean, four out of five doctors say that you should be taking care of your T-zone. It's all about relaxation. Okay, okay. And now, is this like the drink, the T-zone? Like the spot on my counter where i make tea no this is this is the this is the space that's like you know your t-zone right it sounds rude it's it's the zone (laughs) in your brain where you keep all of your transformers trivia that you have to exercise periodically yeah to maintain a healthy functioning nervous system oh i thought it was the the t squared zone for the for transformers trivia both of them (laughs) i didn't realize you cut off the trivia bit that would have been better, actually. T squared. <laughs> oh, I just realized I'm in the worst chair possible because now that I'm... is false because mine is. <laughs> well, you know, I've. I think my chair is turning into your chair. Like now, I can't move <laughs> my back because it just like it'll creak if I do. So I'm yep. very robotic in my movements right now, where I have to sit up straight. And I have to, like, reach forward to grab my desk and things on it. But I can't lean forward or backward. This is horrible. <laughs> <sighs> I can just, I hear it and I can see its waveforms. It's, it's fine, Simon. You it's just fine. have to embrace it, you know? I just have to hold my beer in my hand. It's the only solution. It's the only Never solution. Never put that bad boy back down. So, we're doing, we're doing uh, Transformers this week. Uh, Alright, good. Yeah, and and so for all of you Transformers heads out there, uh, or T zoners, as as I know you like to be called, we're doing the the the. I have to specify this this specifically. <laughs> Which flavor of Transformers it is? You you don't even know, dude. We are. I, I mean, I was to... a GoBots guy myself, so I do know. That's uh, not true. <laughs> <laughs> So I am trying to stick to what I think is like the most commonly accepted origin story for the Transformers and like explanation okay. for the Transformers, which is based upon the United States Marvel comic for the Transformers. Okay. I have to specify that because this is such a convoluted universe that even... This is the convoluted one. None of the other ones we've touched on. <laughs> Dude, even between countries, even between countries that speak the same language, there are different <laughs> backstories and explanations for things. It is mm-hmm. insane. Why is that the case? Why? Uh, localization. But I feel like it's far cheaper just to write one comic and send it to both countries. <laughs> Yeah, but p- people in one country don't know the places of the other country. But clearly. it doesn't relate to that at all. It's it's <laughs> it's a planet, a, a fictional planet in a fictional universe, and uh-huh. they're still like, man, English people are not gonna understand this. We have to write a completely different backstory for them that they will understand. Do you think that English people would have felt bad because it's all about, like, colonialization and, like, the subjugation and, like, class structures? And they're like, we don't want to hear... We already went through this. We, we <laughs> we've done this before. <laughs> and Americans at this point in time are like, yeah, this sounds like a good idea. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're already in the middle of doing this. Let's keep it going. Yeah. Let's just, let's just keep this pain train going, man. Everybody's loving it, <laughs> except for, you know, right? the people who aren't. Right, a little bit of, a little bit of uh, political commentary on the Transformers from your good friend Simon and Jeff. <laughs> so, Always fun to get that sneak that right in there. Yeah, right. So for those who don't know, 
the Transformers in general. So not the, like, in every universe, the Transformers are a, uh, I was about to say crime fighting. They don't fight crime. They are uh, 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 interplanetary warriors that landed on Earth. They are okay. a, a uh, uh, living mechanized creatures called Autobots. So they're like robots, but unlike robots, they do things like reproduce and produce waste and consume stuff. Like all, it would, <laughs> like the scientific definition of life, they fit. Right. So they don't need humans or things like external things to reproduce. They can reproduce themselves. Mm-hmm. And you describe them as uh, what I wasn't listening. Autobots. Does that cover the, the Decepticons the, as well, or do they just wear different hats? Uh, uh, that does cover the Decepticons as well. So the Decepticons okay. are the alternate force to the Transformers. So the Transformers are led by Optimus Prime. Decepticons, I have no clue who they are led by. You would have thought I would have looked that up. I yeah, that, feel, ow, it's that feels it, like something we should know or have Googled before. It changes before. so much is the issue. Oh, that's why. You want to draw your line in the sand and... Yes. Name a leader of the Decepticons. So really, the difference between the the we are sticking to between the Transformers and the Decepticons is that the Transformers are like followers of Primus, the God okay. of Light, and the Decepticons, I believe, are minions. And I'm not gonna say, yeah, they're, they're minions of Unicron, who is like the evil God of Chaos. Okay. And that's like, and that's what they do. So they land on Earth. They meet a guy named Witwicky. I forget his first name. Sam. Is it Sam? I don't know if it's Sam in the comic book. So that's just the Shia yeah. LaBeouf I don't know character. if it's Sam in the yeah. I it, don't know it, either. It is Witwicky in the co- in the Marvel comics though. Um, mm. And that's I think one of the reasons why the origin story is like the most commonly accepted because it's the, also the cinematic universe origin story for a lot of it. Oh, okay, that could be it. Yeah. Although I guess it's no longer Shia LaBeouf, it's now what like Mark Wahlberger. Ah, it, it, it's is that his odds. name? Is that his name? Not what Mark Wahlberger? Oh, is it Wahlberger or Wahlberg? It might be Wahlberg. I have never <laughs> questioned that in my in my life. I just assumed I was like, oh yeah, his name is Wahlberger. I know someone named Berger. I mean, it could be. I don't know, but it's not Berger like U R G E R. It's uh, uh, E-R-G-E-R. Mm-hmm. So it's like the, like, Berg, like the, the name for a city. Yes. Wait a second. Does the last name Burger is that like City Slicker? Maybe. I don't okay. Know. I don't know, too. Something to look up. We, we got things to look up after this. Like, who runs the Decepticons? <laughs> so that's really, like, the main, the story. A lot of it doesn't deal with the backstory or the, or the creation of the transformers a lot of the comic books take place on earth in like various battles very much like sunday morning television show kind of battles Mm -hmm. where you have like just like two opposing forces that are always fighting each other and you really don't know why and it's like kind of vague and the next week everything's back to normal and there's no more collateral damage kind of except for the fact that because transformers only goal like is to sell toys. They enjoy killing characters. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because they're like, oh, it's next week. You got to buy another twelve uh, Transformers to fit the current cast. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes they get a little weird. Like they're like an individual lawnmower or something like that. It's listen. <laughs> you can only produce so many characters. And actually, this is something that's like really true for like. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, where they're like, listen, guys, we've already created Rocksteady. We might as well create uh, whatever his name is. Bebop, I think his yeah. name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're like, they're, they're the same character, but they're different so that we can sell you two toys. <laughs> yeah. But we don't have to write two new characters. <laughs> so, yeah, that's like a general a general lowdown. Uh, I guess individually, there's there's the the alien portion of it is that all Autobots come from Cybertron, 
which is a mechanical world. Uh, okay. And, and the, the Cybertron kind of changes in a lot of its description. Sometimes it's, like, entirely cyber, like, entirely mm-hmm. mechanical. Sometimes it's, like, a combination of mechanical and, like, a normal rocky planet. I'm going to stick okay. with that second one because I think it's more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so so I guess the, the place we're going to start off with is Cybertron. Okay. So, so according to lore, mm-hmm. which I have been trying to learn for the past two hours, it's very difficult. Uh, there's no good YouTube videos on it. However, I will say this. This <laughs> is the best fan wiki I've ever seen because they include yeah. little jokes about, like, that they think... Like they're they're making fun of the characters in the fan wiki. And it's <laughs> really? phenomenal. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's awesome. The uh, so so Cybertron is like this half. It's it's a planet that was created mm-hmm. when Primus, the god of light, combined his body with a bunch of asteroids to create a Saturn-sized planet that okay. Autobots could live on. So it's it's described as having like mountain ranges and seas as well as having like mechanical cities. However, it's also described as having no liquid water. No, I not no, but very little liquid water. Like liquid water is considered like the 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 gold of this world. Oh, okay. So it's something else that makes up the seas apparently oh boy are we gonna get into that so i bet it is described as having an atmosphere and a temperature that can allow human life to be sustained without help so like humans don't need spacesuits on cybertron however instead of having normal you know planet like normal water Uh i say normal uh, liquid water it instead has things like mercury and liquid helium as its seas. That seems fine. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Simon, doesn't liquid helium need to be at like 4 Kelvin? Yeah, uh-huh. it does. <laughs> I don't think it's actually as low as 4 Kelvin, but it's pretty low. I think 4 Kelvin yeah, is background radiation. Low. It's like 20 Kelvin. And I think liquid nitrogen is 70 Kelvin. That's what I remember. Okay. But I might be, but those might be incorrect numbers. So I'm sorry if they are. So yeah. So how is there a planet that's half mechanized, half normal, that it has that human beings can survive on, but also has liquid helium on its surface? Not to mention that the mercury vapors that are produced on mass by these giant open bodies of mercury mm-hmm. don't kill people. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I would think that they need to have, like, a hot side and cool side of the planet, just perpetually, right? So you're thinking like a Mercury situation, where you have, like, yeah. a really hot side and a really cold side. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think that's because it's in, like, a tidal lock with its with its sun? Yeah, I guess I just assumed it was an exoplanet, too, so I hope that's the case. I mean, we're not in a tidal lock that with makes sun. for a real easy explanation, though. It does. Wait. <laughs> Do planets need to be... I feel like I was having this conversation the other day with someone else. Do planets need to be in a tidal lock with their sun? They don't, right? That's not how that works? I don't think so. Because, like, the sun is so much bigger. Right. It doesn't make sense. They're not really comparable sizes or, like, gravitational pulls. Okay. I I think that that's correct. But this is one that is. Uh, I will say this, I will add, they, they do specify a size for this, and it's Saturn-sized. So pretty okay. big. Yeah. Not not a small planet. Do we now, think... Is the whole thing inhabited by... Autobots? Potentially people and Autobots, or is there just, like, a habitable zone for their human visitors? That they kidnap, I presume? I think that they come to visit. I don't think that they, they may kidnap. <laughs> I feel like if you're a giant robot... There's not much use in having, like, a human slave. Unless you're, like, right. really into, like, exoticism. Like, you want, like, it's, like, stealing a rare Brazilian uh, uh, macaw just mm-hmm. to have, like, in your house. Because you're like, it's pretty. <laughs> I think I know what it eats. <laughs> yeah. Metal, <laughs> right? Mercury. It eats mercury. <laughs> 
Nailed it. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So, I yeah, I like this idea. I like the idea that there's, like, a, a hot side and a cold side. Do we think that the reason it has that is because it's really close? It's, like, you know, the, in the in the green zone um, mm-hmm. in terms of, of radii from the sun. Mm-hmm. But it's in that tidal lock, so, like, one side's baking and the other side, you know. Right. Not so yeah. much. Okay, I like it. I think it's a. I think it makes sense. Uh, uh, and and to answer your question, the entire planet is is occupied by some form of Autobot. So sometimes they're like animal Autobots, like bug Autobots and humanoid Autobots, and other times mm-hmm. they're not. And other times yeah. they're cars. And other times they're cars. <laughs> Uh, but the, I don't think they didn't really get into nothing I saw got into like where human beings would be allowed to exist. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, it makes sense that robots can handle the extremes better than people can. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this though. There is kind of a crazy thing. So do you know what cold, uh, cold welding is? Uh, remind me for the listeners. <laughs> so, um, cold welding is something that runs that that uh, astronauts run into sometimes. It's not like particularly common, but if you're in a low enough pressure, a low enough temperature area, the metals of similar composition will actually fuse together if they're left close enough. Mm-hmm. So just because that's just just a lower, that's just. It's easier to support that in a cold state than it is to do it in a warm state. Mm-hmm. If half the planet is really cold, right? I feel like the Autobots would run into a similar issue where like, their mechanized parts would either fuse together because they were like the right next to each other, or that mm-hmm. they would have like expansion compression issues where, you know, you're all of your seals and gaskets are, you know, say, one type of metal, and then you go into the cold part of the world, and, like, suddenly it's shrunken and none of your seals work, and you're just, like, leaking fluid everywhere. Mm. Right. Um, I mean, if the planet was essentially designed this way, I guess they could just, like, account for that with tolerances when they make new Autobots? (laughs) I guess so. I mean, I it also just didn't. I don't know why it didn't occur to me, but I guess they could be like uh, uh, endotherms, and they could just mm. be generating their own heat, and oh, that's yeah, what's causing that. Would make that. sense too. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't it? I guess I, that, that didn't occur to me that they would, uh, you know, something that doesn't <laughs> that exist. they are moving and also technically living things. So yes. They, yeah. Uh, so so the other half of the planet is this thing called Primus. Now. The, the the Primus is a living thing. It's a big old computer. Okay. Uh, and his essence... So this is going to be kind of a, a couple of things. But his essence is is the thing that gives all Autobots life. So not only is he the this planet, but the parts mm-hmm. of him that aren't the planet are the parts of him that keep Autobots functioning. He is okay. what I mean, gives, is he like sending out firmware updates? or I... It's all kind of, actually. So... Well, uh, there's something called the AllSpark, which is like the the essence that it, of Primus that is in within all Autobots. And when an mm-hmm. Autobot dies, it's essentially its AllSpark is taken away from them, and that wipes their consciousness and memory, and then it's put into a new body. Uh, so that's like how they reproduce is instead of uh, growing in is number, it the same they recycle consciousness put into a new body, or is it? Different life. consciousness. So there's a separation between consciousness and then, like, life-giving energy. So, like, the life-giving okay, energy okay. is taken away, and the consciousness is wiped and remade anew in the new form of a new Autobot. Yeah, man, that's terrifying. Like, there's no reason to ever kill any Autobot, then, yet they choose to. Well, I think it's the idea that you... So this is what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And this is backed up by no amount of lore that I saw. But I was thinking that, like... <laughs> it's it's not a perpetual motion machine. The AllSpark is like a, it's a source of energy. So maybe okay. what it needs to do is when it runs out of energy, when it's in the Autobot form, it has to go back to Primus, who essentially recharges it okay. and puts it into a new. 
and just you know the Autobots haven't come up with non with a way to hot swap their all spark batteries exactly they're still using Mm -hmm. volatile RAM Uh, they're still using VRAM and so they gotta have that constant power source you take that away you know they just they just lose everything. All all of mm-hmm. your all of your conquerors bad fur day saves, they're just gone. <laughs> all of them, every all single of them. one. That's a that's a joke for the N sixty four people out there who know what it's like to have volatile RAM <laughs> for video games. It's it's yep. pretty horrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I guess I guess the idea is like, is like what is the AllSpark and and how is Primus animating all of these Autobots. Like, what does it mean that all of his... Oh, he is, like, the essence of all the Autobots. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, will, I will add to this, is that it's not directly their power source, because there's something called Transformer Fluid, I think it's called. Uh, I forgot okay. to write it down. Yes, Transformer Fuel, which is a, a liquid fuel that's not a hydrocarbon, but does power Autobots. Now, like, it powers them, like, they have to metabolize it, or they have to, like, combust it, or... Something. I mean, those are kind of the same thing. Yeah, I guess it kind of is. I would assume it's some kind of reduction-oxidation reaction that that supplies electrons and power to the creatures. Mm -hmm. So the AllSpark isn't, like, the metabolism energy, it's more like the brain energy but that's different from their consciousness there's <laughs> or it's the soul energy simon yeah it's the soul energy they just need to listen to marvin gay that's the issue that's the, the one <laughs> a lot of marvin gay <laughs> it's real rough at their at their studios things just kept coming alive marvin gay is primus <laughs> clearly <laughs> um <laughs> I, I would uh, watch that. That sounds like a fantastic show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? This is a, this is a tough one because because like we have to figure out why the AllSpark isn't combusted, but it still runs out of energy. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think like what is the like idea within a computer that like what what if it's like this? Ooh, I have an idea. So you okay. know. You know how on a motherboard you have that little, uh, you have that that battery that's like the the disc battery, whatever they're called. Yeah. But you also have like a power source unit. Mm-hmm. So so maybe it's like a it's like a connectivity or like a voltage issue, where you need to have like the Autobots. Oh, you need to have a smaller battery designed specifically to keep the Autobots BIOS running. Yes, essentially that, and that's like that's it. So like when you when you that's like why you have like smaller versions of the Autobots. They probably don't have the transformer fuel because they can survive just purely off the AllSpark. But as okay. as the Autobots evolve, in quotations, I don't know if you would really call it evolving. Um, they they develop bigger and bigger creatures that need uh, an extra source of energy to power. So it's kind of like the difference okay. between like autotrophs. And, like, oxygen-consuming creatures. So, like, creatures that can survive just off of, like, carbon and creatures mm-hmm. that can also survive off of other oxidation reactions that they can collect um, mm. electrons or, 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 or uh, uh, chemical energy from. Okay, yeah, I can get behind that idea, uh, especially with the, uh, like, added thought that it is the transformer fuel is for the bigger robots that yeah. like just need supplemental energy to the uh to their soul energy to the all spark so i would <laughs> uh uh i really like this very scientific podcast that includes things like soul energy <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, you get it yeah that's that's what i call the the bios maintaining chip i have inside of my computer it's the soul <laughs> battery <laughs> I, I mean, that's what I labeled mine, all right? <laughs> uh, uh, so, where is it going with this? Okay, so there's a couple things about this. One thing is that for somehow the AllSpark powers the transformational abilities of the, of the Transformers. Okay. And also, the thing we have to address is that 
transformer fuel what is it it's it's not a hydrocarbon and they they say it's not a hydrocarbon but that it can be created from hydrocarbons which is a bananas thing to say yeah it sure is so let's start so with where, the, where did you want to start unpacking that let, let's start with the all you presented let's say, a couple let's okay. say why why is the all spark how, how does it power the transformational abilities of the transformers by the way forgot to mention this transformers uh they turn to cars or they turn to machines not technically right. cars mm-hmm. well and it can be cars it can be cars and normally it is cars because like it's really easy it to make sells toys yeah so really easy to make a car <laughs> toy people have been doing it for a long time mm-hmm. um but yeah so so what is it because you, you have to think like they have these transformational abilities back on cybertron so it's mm-hmm. clearly something that has that's Cybertron specific, but mm-hmm. it's advanced enough that it can copy machines that appear on Earth. So okay, and well, I don't want to get too far into the weeds yet. So, uh, what one part are we starting to unpack with this? Just how how does the AllSpark relate to the transformational abilities of Transformers? Okay, and uh, I guess do with, with we like have the, to separate this necessarily from like the kind of consciousness giving life force? No, also, well, that, or? well, that's why I'm bringing it up now, is because I feel like based on what we've decided about the All Spark, how does it relate to the transformational abilities of? Mm. Uh yeah. I mean, that could just be like an intrinsic kind of element to it. Also, I guess, like, but, you okay. you can recognize yourself as a separate entity, and then you can copy mm. other machines. I like that. And that actually fits in with the difference between consciousness and then, like, metabolism energy. Mm-hmm. Where the energy, it's more like a, uh, a unity energy, where it's like, this is like the, the shared energy of, of the creations of Cybertron. But then how does it relate to things that are not of Cybertron, like cars? And, like, why people are people? Why the Autobots are able to transform into cars? Or can cars also be given the AllSpark and become Transformers? You know, that's a good question. I didn't see an answer to that. I don't think cars can become Transformers. Okay. So, I guess it's just the uh, Autobots can... You you said it. They can become machines. Like, they are mostly mechanized creatures anyway. Okay. So why not just copy that? Like, So you think it's like, uh, not like a bug, but like a, uh, what's it called? I don't know what we're talking not about. Not like a, so it's like a, like uh, like something that wasn't intended for the All-Star, AllSpark to be used this way. It's meant it's like, uh, it's like, uh, like a unifying piece of energy where it's like all, all mm-hmm. creatures of cybertron are the same but because all mm-hmm. creatures of cybertron are are mechanical it also allows them to make connections with things that are not of cybertron but are still mechanical more or Does less yeah sense? i mean i don't know if it would be an actual connection as much as like yeah, able to differentiate and identify it as a thing and then they can transform into it okay Okay, but then why can't they do that for? And you're just saying they can't do that for organic things because obviously that would that would be impossible. Because they're not made out because of meat the, parts. The, the, yeah, they're not made of meat parts. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, I like that. I like that idea. So you think? Do you think that they change their that they they internally their internal organs change to be car parts, or do you think they just change their exoskeletons to be functioning cars? I mean, I think that they do change into being actual car parts, don't they? But they still have, like, a consciousness. So they think they just keep that part, and then the rest of it is just, like... Yeah, they just, like, tuck it back behind the engine, where no one looks (laughs) too close. Yeah, yeah. It's like that one part of your car that you never look into. It's it's it's, it's you know right that, next to yes. the fuse box. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know that you know that like that tray of coins that you have in your car that you really don't know what's in there. That's where the consciousness is. Right. <laughs> okay, I like it. I I think it's a good. I think it's a good idea. And I guess the issue is like they're they're mechanical though. So like, do you think that they have car engines in them? 
Like, this is the issue is that, like, when you have a mechanical creature, you can't just, like, <laughs> Yeah, shape they're it not, <laughs> like, just one for one swapping it out. Yeah. I mean, I... It's the cra- oh, so the crazy thing is, they have rubber wheels, okay? Right. But there's, like, if they have, like, rubber gaskets inside their body, that means that if they're taking, like, one for one the, 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 the formation of, of the tire to the body, they have to, like, deconstruct their own seals and stuff to create tires. Like, mm-hmm. this seems like this is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are they actual rubber wheels, or do they just look like that? I, I would say they're actual rubber... Like, this is, like, they're, as, from what everything I've seen, they are mm-hmm. indistinguishable from the original thing that just that they are hiding as. Okay. Because, yeah, for the rest of it, I figure they could kind of make an approximation where it's not an actual literal engine, but it looks like it kind of on the outside. But, yeah, making wheels is a little more difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because it's it's not a metal part, first of all. So, do you Mm -hmm. think that they just have stored inside of them all these, like, non-metal parts? Or do you think... That's what I was thinking, actually. Maybe they just have a stockpile of, like... Hey, we know you guys are going to transform eventually, so just, like, be responsible with this. Yeah, or what I was thinking was something more along the lines of, like, when they enter the planet of Earth, they're like, okay, these things have elements that we don't have as machines. So they just, like, steal tires and just, like, store them within (laughs) themselves and, and use those. That could be also. Yeah, I, I like. I don't think that the, because that is that is part. I will say this: that is part of the transformation mechanic. Is that when they choose something to emulate, their Autobot body also changes to be more similar to that. So, like, this is okay. really clear in like in Optimus Prime's case, where like his chest becomes like car doors. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's exactly what it is. Like when they have to copy something, they have to like almost consume it, so that they have mm-hmm. all the necessary parts to emulate it. I don't know why that didn't occur to us earlier, but yeah, no, that that does make sense. Okay, I like that. What was the other thing? Oh, yeah, that's right. What is the so so the transformer fuel we have that is not hydrocarbons, it's... but is made out of them, but it can be made from. Oh, it can be made from. Right. Right. Yes. Right. So my guess is that it's got to be like some kind of, it's got to be a carbon-based thing. I'm assuming when they say it's converted mm-hmm. from hydrocarbons, they're not like, and then you put it into a nuclear fission reactor. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming that the, the chemistry is the same. Do you think, I mean, is there like a, a substance that's like nothing but carbon and nitrogen? Uh, there's carbon and there's nitrogen. Well, it's called cyanide. It's, that that's respectively the made out of only carbon and nitrogen. But I mean, like, maybe they have, like, maybe they're, like, cyano creatures. Like, creatures that survive off of nothing but the compound cyanide, which is uh, uh, carbon and nitrogen, and then mm-hmm. maybe oxygen. And that's, like, what the, uh, what the transformer fuel is. That makes sense, right? Yeah, I don't see why not. And maybe because both Cybertron and Earth can support human life, the the diluting gas, like the the inert gas that's in the atmosphere, mm-hmm. is nitrogen in both of the cases. That makes sense. Yeah, no, that tracks. I also like how we just kind of skipped over the fact that there's just like pools of mercury on Cybertron. <laughs> I don't know how that doesn't kill people. It just doesn't. <laughs> uh, big fans blowing vapor the other way. Blowing vapor away from the so I was thinking like maybe like mercury was like one of the things that they consumed so like like there were creatures that would like scrub mercury out of the atmosphere so it's like CO two to us oh okay so like yeah. beyond the beyond the lakes there mm-hmm. there's not much mercury that actually gets beyond there and I mean there's not much mercury that vaporizes anyway but I mean if you have an entire pool of it yeah like an ocean of mercury there's yeah. going to be a bit. There's a there's uh, in a, the atmosphere. There's a reason why it's it's you know frowned upon to go walk into mercury mines and stand on top of the mercury. I mean, I'm not going to stop you if you're crazy enough to do it. Yeah, go go nuts, man. I mean, don't go nuts. That you'll die. 
This is not an endorsement <laughs> from us. So there is a... Um, so I guess the next part of this is there's another piece of Primus. And, and really, I think we've already explained this, but I want to like get it said. Uh, there's mm-hmm. another piece of Primus called the Matrix of Leadership. Okay. Which is which is a a program that is held by the leader of the Transformers that is somehow like the the original link that that people have to Primus and it's called the Primal Program. Do you think that that's like like just like the version one? Yeah, like the save state, like the original save state in GitHub, where they're like, okay, we're gonna be changing around some stuff, so let's just like save save the original code. And so that we mm-hmm. can, if everything goes nuts, we can just go back to that original code. Right. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that would make the most sense. Yeah. I just, I wanted to get that said because it is that we have explained that. So I don't want someone being like, oh, you guys didn't explain the matrix of leadership, which is also part of Primus. <laughs> okay. It allows all of the primes to go see Primus and allows them to communicate with him. So it makes Sentinel Prime and Prima. And the other third one that I don't remember the name of, so powerful. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Transformers, and I also don't remember the third Prime's name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's a so now so uh, in in the opposite of Primus is a creature mm-hmm. called Unicron. Right, makes N- sense. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so Unicron is uh, the the best way to describe. The, the relationship between Primus and Unicron is Unicron is like this uh, they're both like um, you know what I was about to like make a reference to a different franchise that you don't know <laughs> I was going to make reference to the <laughs> hey, Animorphs hey, you don't know I don't know it well I don't think you know like the origin story behind Animorphs do you? Uh, no. Like the like the Elemist and the other guys there yeah so that's did, did we go over that in the uh, we, we did it because uh, it's not episode? It's actually not canon. Um, oh, okay. I also yeah. don't remember what we said in that episode anyway. It's, it's fine. We understand. You're just you're blackout drunk every single time we record, Jeff. I'm blackout drunk all the time. Jeff has a serious drinking issue. This is what I meant to bring this up, Jeff. Uh, I feel like this is the right time. <laughs> oh, the, it was the long con. <laughs> the The podcast is just for an intervention, huh? Yeah, it's been a year. 20-something and... <laughs> episodes in, 30-something episodes in, I forget yeah. now. We're at like, we're almost at 30, I think. I think so. I don't know. I lost track. We don't. We don't number them, so it's kind of hard I to tell. I number them. Do you? Oh, okay. Yeah, like the actual <laughs> file names. I remember. Oh, them. oh, that makes sense. That does make sense. I, and I did know that actually because I've I've had to download one of the files before because I lost mm-hmm. my version of it, um, and it was labeled something weird, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I, I, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little shop talk behind the scenes. <laughs> so there's like, imagine at the beginning of time, at the beginning of before you, the universe, like this right. is like pre-Big Bang. Mm-hmm. There, there are two entities. One that is uh, peaceful and non-consuming. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel the need to grow any larger. And okay. one, one that is all consuming it, it, it just wants to it just wants to kind of spread its essence everywhere and Gross. the uh, i i mean we just talked about the fact that the primes are carrying around the genetic material of their god yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so there's two there's these two creatures uh, and like the difference between the two, like the 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 opposites between the two, are what create the Big Bang and they create multiverses, and they exist in part in all of those multiverses. And their goal is, and, and so Unicron's goal, Unicron's one of those things. Primus is the other. Unicron's mm-hmm. goal is to consume all of the worlds so that it just becomes Unicron. And then once that happens, it'll be peaceful. It's like it's a classic. Like I don't know how to write. A good villain but i know that they shouldn't just be evil for evil's sake so right. he's like he he believes that by everyone being ruled by him peace will finally be achieved it's classic right. like, like D&D. any good dictator yeah exactly the question is so he unlike primus he doesn't mm-hmm. form a planet in a in a species instead he just takes all of his power he turns into a giant 
Autobot kind of thing. It's not an Autobot because it doesn't have Primus in him. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. You know, does does right, Unicron right. have a little bit of Primus in him? Does he want a little Primus in him? Um, who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> Probably not. They're arch enemies. <laughs> uh, I was gonna make, and then I realized that this isn't an, an explicit podcast, so I'm not allowed yep. to say things. <laughs> anyway. What is Unicron and Primus like at their base? That's that's the question I'm trying to get. Is like what is they, what are they at their base essences, and mm-hmm. um, kind of how does how does Unicron work if he's able to almost corrupt Primus, um, but not be corrupted by Primus? Meanwhile, oh, I feel like you just introduced a whole new aspect of this with that sentence. Yeah, no, it's it's tough. I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. <laughs> there's a lot with Unicron. Like, I was going to also say the only other thing that's really mentioned about him as a being, like a physical mm-hmm. physical attribute of him that's not like, oh, he's just the mean guy. He, you know, steps on people's right. toes and doesn't apologize. He chews mm-hmm. on ice cubes. Is also... Aggressively. <laughs> yeah, aggressively chews on ice cubes, <laughs> especially when it's silent and you can really hear it, uh, mm-hmm. is, is the fact that he has what are called... They're described as incomprehensible quantum computers, which calculate the probabi- probabilities forward and backwards in time, giving his processors uh-huh. an ever-changing, evolving map of the multiverse. Uh-huh. So that is something we have to include in our explanation of what Primus and Unicron are. So Unicron has all the indescribable supercomputers that you described? Quantum computers. Yeah. Same difference. But Primus does not. <laughs> but uh, apparently not, no. Okay. I mean, did Primus just, like, they were destroyed upon making a planet with itself? No, Primus is the planet. Half of it is the planet. You can actually go to right. it. So, so if you wanted to. You, <laughs> you can actually journey. go to it. It's right there. Look out the window. <laughs> yeah. If you want, you can go to Cybertron and beat him. Uh, but only if you're a Prime and you contain the Matrix of Leadership, uh, right. I believe. So anyway, but he exists. Like he's like his face is underground in, and his his supercomputer. Oh, that just seems silly. I put my face on the surface so I can look out. Exactly. Well, no, his face and his like his computing power is underground running. So he does have a, comp- a computational abilities, but his okay. are focused on the Autobot and Cybertron, while Unicron's are focused almost solely upon predicting the future. From the past. Okay. I mean, I guess... Like... They're the same thing, basically? Just two different philosophies? I I guess. But what are they? Like, what has to be something that can exist before the initial universe? But, like, like somehow their consciousness or their, their drives have existed into material creatures in the current universe that is, you know, like... So, so do we think that like? I mean, do all the multiverses have to exist at the same point in all different universes? I think they're just from a different one. I think that's kind of a null point. I think multiverse. I mean, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. So, are you saying that do all the do like the internal clocks of all the multiverses need to be synced up? Is that what you're saying? Like, well, I mean, I'm just saying that they could be from one of the other universes and just like expanded into. A different one. Okay. So you're saying that I like this idea, and I think it's actually really cool. I'm going to tweak it a little bit. Go for it. I, I'm saying, what if there was two universes at the beginning, okay? Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like, one's like a positive, and one's a negative. Like an antiverse and a normal verse. Right. And in there being two things that, that are ultimately attracted to each other, but want to destroy each other... That kind of potential energy causes them to kind of fall apart and like separate, mm-hmm. um, almost like like uh, when you inject. Uh, this is the second time I've had this analogy, actually. Uh, you know, fracking, <laughs> like high pressure fluids, <laughs> right, right, cause like cause like fingerings with, at the at the barrier between the two viscosities, mm-hmm. and so you get like glo- like it's almost like uh, when you shake up salad dressing that's non-homogenized and you get like the globules of oil inside of globules of vinegar so they're not like they're homogenized Mm -hmm. but they're not like totally together right maybe that's what this idea of the multiverse is like 
where you have like a free-floating media and then you have the the two essences are really separated inside of that like they're like there's boundaries between each of the each of the two okay. mm-hmm. primus unicron universes and the issue being is that the universes at that point in time in the story are not made up of primus and unicron is that is the issue mm. i'm having so maybe there are other universes that have like a similar positive negative reaction to each other so like mm-hmm. everything is held in like a delicate balance of it can't get too close to similar universes it can't get too far away because it's attracted to its its opposite and it kind of but it also can't like destroy itself kind of thing does that make sense uh more or less i think i've come up with a very complicated way of describing a bad multiverse theory yes <laughs> <laughs> That may, okay, okay, I like that idea where they're like, they are themselves multiverses, and that's how they mm-hmm. get their kind of ultimate computing capabilities. Right. Is that they essentially have like, uh, like, uh, 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 Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy idea of computers are just living things mm-hmm. that are meant to compute very specific tasks. Right. Is that not what computers are? I mean, that's one way. If to I misunderstood them entirely this whole time, I've been trying to romance my computer this whole time. <laughs> no wonder it hasn't called me back. Hi, this is Simon from the future to this Simon in the episode, but still the past to the Simon that you may know releasing this episode. I totally missed out on a joke about you can't romance your computer because. For your computer to be on and accessing the internet, it has to be taking up your dial-up modem so you can't call and be on the internet at the same time. I'm sorry, it's a tragedy that I didn't address this in the episode, and I I just want to apologize. Right? Anyway. Okay. Sorry, hopefully that made sense. That seemed like that was a very long, convoluted explanation for something. I think you're right. I also think it'll be Fine. difficult for me to make a Cliff Notes version right now. Well, I feel like seeing, like I really like the idea that it's like a salad dressing, but instead of it just being like oil and vinegar, it's like oil, vinegar, gasoline, and then like a couple of other things, like an infinite right. number of fluids that don't mix. So when you shake it up, instead mm-hmm. of getting like just globules of like oil and vinegar, you get like globules of like next to like you know what's a really good oh so this is. I just came up with a great analogy for it. You know those little beads that like you can fill with water and then you can't see the beads anymore? Right, yes. But the beads aren't like fusing together, they just look clear. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like each universe is one okay. of those beads within like a fluid suspension. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. know why that, that yeah. makes a little more sense. And like there's one primus bead, there's one unicron bead, and the unicron bead is like trying to consume the other beads it can. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the primus speed is more just like, hey man, chill out. Just trying to be chill. Yeah, just like just being like, it's like the, it's like the Bob Marley of universes. <laughs> well, let's Obviously. say the Unicron is clearly like third wave ska of universes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any third wave ska artists, so not off the top of my head, at least. I'm trying to remember which wave is the third wave i know i think it's after strawberry something it's like the most it's like early 2000s so maybe it is strawberry something but i like strawberry something so i'm not like (laughs) anyway so that that makes sense there are some like so there's one thing and then we could be done if you would like because it's at it's almost an hour of recording oh yeah there is an alternate idea that was dropped early on, and I just want to discuss it if, it if we think it's possible. So, this is like, so far this is like the theologic explanation for the existence of Autobots. Right. There is a secular explanation for okay. the existence of Autobots. Okay. It is. Go it on. is called... A technogenesis, and it, it essentially says that 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 Autobots are assembled by naturally occurring uh, like gears, levers, and pulley systems. 
What? So, 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 like, think, think, like, back to the days of, like, think back to when you were, like, an organelle. Um, so I'm so, saying, yeah, <laughs> no, there's a robot primordial soup. I get that. Essentially, yeah. That's made up of, like, simple machines. And then the oh, simple that, machines hmm. combine in certain ways because all they do is, like, perform a single action. Yeah, I know the issue. I know all they saying. do is sometimes they accidentally leave her against another machine. <laughs> that's that's yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, you know when you just kind of like leave an inclined plane, just like flying out, and then suddenly there's like some things that are slightly higher, <laughs> and you're like, "Boy, that just took a lot less energy." Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I kind of like I kind of like primordial soup of of uh, simple machines. It's like a band name. Um, <laughs> it's like a, a real convoluted band name, but uh, boy, I can just see the. I can get behind it. Yeah, I think it's great because you got to shorten it because they're like called like primordial soup of simple machines. So they're called like P S O. SM, so like Psalms. Like, you know, Tiz. Psalms, the hot new math rock band. <laughs> yeah, they would, that, they would be math rock. That's exactly what they would name themselves. If yeah. They were uh-huh. rock. <laughs> Boy, we're having some hard hits against, against music today. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so like. Do we think that so like clearly that this is like I'm gonna say that maybe this is even like a, just like a scientific theory at the time, but like what do we think the scientific theory is composed of that it makes sense inside of the normal world? Because like to us this clearly sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but uh, how do we make it sound plausible and less crazy? I think a primordial soup of simple machines makes as much sense as. Uh, any other primordial soup. Hi, everybody. It's Past Future Simon again. I just wanted to point out that Jeff decided to name his half of this audio file Primordial Soup for the Robot Soul, which is just a very good joke. And you can hear him whenever he says Primordial Soup for, he really wants to finish it with the Robot Soul. But the issue with the simple machines is that they okay, I so the the issue I was having with it was that or, or, the organelle theory makes sense to me because the organelles mm-hmm. all, all organelles have like some way of essentially generating power, generating mm-hmm. you know of metabolizing things and it, and it really is only when they when they are complementary that they stick together, and it, mm-hmm. and it makes sense in like the same idea as evolution where it's not directed it's more of like a random like if you get two things that meet up that work well together they're more likely to survive mm-hmm. than two things that don't work well together so right. that so, doesn't work with simple machines though but it kind of does let's think about it this way so every simple machine works off uh-huh. of the same principle which is that it's it's uh, the 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 equation for for work so the equation mm-hmm. of the amount of energy it takes to accomplish a task is force right. times the distance times the cosine of theta that you are applying that that force at. Mm-hmm. Um, and and almost all super machines, what they do is they either change the cosine of theta, which which changes the amount of force that is directly applied in a direction, or what they do is they change the distance, which then lowers. So the whole idea is that you you can alter the amount so that you can apply less either less force to achieve the same amount of work or mm-hmm. uh you can apply the same amount of force and achieve more work so mm-hmm. that's kind of similar to how you would think about like mitochondrial cells or like golgi bodies where all they're doing is they're figuring out a way of simplifying and lowering the amount of energy it takes to mm-hmm. accomplish a task so right. maybe maybe when we think of like it's not like little tiny microscopic pulleys and levers and screws and things. <laughs> that's a little crazy. I like that idea though. I might stick <laughs> with that one just on my own personally. But continue. But instead it's like individual organelles that contain simple machine levers and pulleys. Yeah, yeah, that but that are meant to accomplish a similar thing where all they're trying to do is okay. lower the amount of energy it takes 
to mm-hmm. and then combine themselves in ways where they can lower the amount of energy it takes. So like you have like screw cells that all they're they're really good at is holding two things together, holding two mm-hmm. cells together. Or you have like a lever cell which is really good at like movement and 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 movement of of the cell itself and movement of the right. materials around the cell. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, uh, vesicles or you know similar things like that. I trying to think mm-hmm. of like a good like thing that would change shape of a cell, but I feel like that's like a combination of things. Yeah. Yeah, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. That's what I think the the uh, a technogenesis would would be. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the best explanation we're really going to be able to get, necessarily. Like, I, we could just continue trying to further refine and simplify it, but... I think you mean successfully. We'll get lost in the weeds very quickly, I think. I mean, I feel like we've already been lost in the weeds. I feel like I feel like that's of- <laughs> this podcast, yeah. <laughs> I feel like 20 minutes of this episode was me just trying to figure out, like, how do I explain this very... Weird concept of a multiverse I have in my head. <laughs> That's what we have for Transformers. I feel like we did a pretty good job of explaining at least the existence and like the formation of Transformers. Yeah. I guess we did assume Transformers are machines. Like That's why we didn't explain what Transformers were. <laughs> it's kind of self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so thank you for listening, listener. What was it? Thanks for listening. We're on YouTube sometimes. We're on every podcasting app except for, like, one. Go to our website, Pedantic and Wavium. Give us show suggestions. It's also Pedantic HW. Yes, that's true. Also, like and subscribe and comment (laughs) on iTunes. What else Uh, do we have? Is yeah, that I, it? I mean, like on any of the podcasting apps, really, it all it all helps us. It's or very all different. of them, or all yeah. You know, if you fi- if you have separate accounts for different podcasting apps, definitely like us all separately in those, and then leave comments based upon different people. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're also on Twitter at uh, phandwavium. Oh, uh-huh, yep, that's true, uh, and that's generally where we announce when we have new episodes. Even though we announce we have new episodes every other Tuesday. You know, if you forget, follow us and we'll remind you. Thank you to Joe Sobchak. He wrote our theme music. Yeah. I, I guess we I guess it. we should mention our D&D episode will come out eventually. Because I, I uploaded the clip Yeah, that's coming today. soon, isn't it? Like, you, you had it done and then realized you had to <laughs> yeah, bleep I, out the, the swears. Yeah, I realized I swore a whole bunch in it. That, so yeah, I, I think we're exclusively from you. <laughs> yeah, they were all from me. And I think I got them all. <laughs> Because I went up to the point in time where I was like, where you were like, hey, you know, maybe you should stop swearing so much. And I was like, oh, man, you're right. <laughs> uh, and I don't think I swore after that because I didn't hear any. I don't but remember any offhand I, after I, that point. I think no. there might be one more. Maybe I, one or two, but I don't, not many. It's in, it's in a two-hour long episode. So, like, on mm-hmm. average, it's not that bad. <laughs> It'll be passable in the UK, the US. It might be caught as a swear. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because all as we know, the UK, they they're weird, man. That, <laughs> that's true. They are weird, man. Uh yeah. So I think that's it. Good night, everybody. We love you. We love you.